Football Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels, and with me, as always, my co-host, Tana McDonald. Hello. Tana, your voice sounds, uh, sounds a little different. <laughs> Things have changed. <laughs> uh, that voice is not Tana McDonald. That is the voice of comedian Peter Frederick Wallace. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you for sitting in as a de facto uh, co-host today. Absolutely, I'm the guest co-host. It's always good that right before a podcast starts, when the co-host goes, "What are we doing here again?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is uh, this? <laughs> I'm 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 looking forward to learning about this podcast. Uh, the easiest thing about this podcast is it's just comics talking to each other, so okay. there's there's no wrong answers. Okay, it's uh it's much simpler than uh, some of the other podcasts that we're involved in. <laughs> So basically, exactly what we were doing before we turned the uh, microphones on. Yeah, that was that was now. an example of a drunk dog. Can you right. move that a little bit so I can see your face? What I oh. told you. I uh, was I was making faces at you on the ones and twos, the wheels of steel. You know that voice. That's Thaddeus J McKee. Christmas is over. It's a new year, and we still are drinking beer. Happy New! Is this the first one of, of this year? Yeah, this is the first one of the new year. So. Happy 2023, everybody. Um, I like how we replace Tenna, like the high energy that Tenna brings to our podcast. Because like that and I are always like sluggish at this point on a Monday. Uh But we always can count on the high energy of Tenna. Oh, is that that what I was brought here for? High energy? Yeah, you were supposed to be the ball of energy. (laughs) Right. But uh, you pick someone that looks like like Eeyore took a melanin or something okay. like that. Can we start from the top? Hey, <laughs> wait, hey no. everybody! <laughs> hey, this goddamn drunk dial! Woo! Uh, that's good. Is oh, that Tenna-ish enough? I, it was Tenna, Tenna, Tenna Light. Tenna Light. It was Tenna Light. I also don't want to let go of the fact that you said Eeyore with melanin. This is a black Eeyore. Oh, melatonin. <laughs> <laughs> Eeyore doing blackface. <laughs> Why are, you, why are you so sad? Oh, bother. I guess the brothers don't like me anymore. Just trying to fit in. Can't take a joke anymore. Can't say anything around these kids. Not the 60s anymore. Is that when Eeyore would definitely get canceled? Eeyore was a fucking boomer. I didn't like... I've said this on lots of podcasts, but... Uh, I've never liked, from the time I was a child until now, when uh, I was meant to feel... It's it's kind of your whole fucking what I care about a fish and the fish. It's yeah. like that whole... Anything that's like emotionally manipulative about like childhood cartoons it. and shit. Yeah. So like when they'd make me feel sad for Eeyore, and I, I, I would be mad. Or like uh-huh. the biggest one that fucked me up as a kid was the Velveteen Rabbit. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's traumatizing. I reread, I reread that as an adult. It is so fucked up. Yeah. It is so messed up. Because it's all about making kids uh, feel terrible for... It's a stuffed animal. Yeah. It doesn't have feelings. Stop it. But, I mean, children already believe that shit too easily anyway. So yeah. children's books should be like, no, your stuffed animals aren't real. God damn it. Stop being idiots. So what would you rather... That's what I would write. Explain to your kids. Uh, a fake bunny dying in a fire... Or grandpa first. How many grandpa dying in a fire or just grandpa as a human being? Grandpa obviously died in the fire. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, you're saying <laughs> these books are to train us for the real yes, to train us when grandpa life. dies? That's what pets are for. Yeah. <laughs> you want your kid to get attached and you want to break so they're not like weak. So and, if there, and if you have a pet that's living too long, you should yeah. really throw it in the fire. Yeah, if it's yes. gonna outlast grandma, <laughs> how are we gonna learn that lesson? <laughs> if they're if it's you, neck and neck between them. Yeah. 
You bring a good point. Some people run into that situation where you got to do the same week. <laughs> Dude, my get them out. They get them in the wrong order. Would my totally gra- when my grandma passed away, she was convinced that my mom was not going to be able to take care of her cat up to the standard that she wanted. So she had her cat euthanized <laughs> because she knew she was dying. Oh my god! And, she, and I was just like, she wanted it buried with her like a fucking pharaoh. <laughs> I was like, that's insane. Boy, was your grandfather dead by then, or was okay? Good, lucky for him. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Like, and it's, it's kind of it's not even selfish, but it's like a rude pull. If like any of my parents had like one of their animals killed because they thought I couldn't take care of it, yeah, that's a f you. Yeah, I don't want I don't want this poor cat to have a bad life. So let's go ahead yeah. and put it down. You know that's not a good will. If they're killing their cats, I'm not giving you nothing. Was it at least an old cat? I mean. It wasn't a kitten, but it, you know, probably had I just got him. If probably had a little bit more time left. Did she have to fake an illness for the vet though? Or did no, she just, you can. I think you could just put your animals down whenever you want. Oh, really? Man, I mean, when I tried to get my cat, uh, when I was trying to hire someone to kill my cat, it was one of the hardest things in the world. For one thing, it happened sort of at the tail end of the pandemic, and. Mm. Veterinary offices were just swamped with oh, people yeah. taking their pets in. So you had to get like a backstreet illegal cat. Man, I was desperate, dude. I was calling everyone I knew who owns a gun. Will you please shoot my cat for me? A hit she cat? is suffering. Oh she my is gosh. suffering right now. She was like 19 years old and was just. Where does your life end you up where you're like an on call hit cat, man? Exactly. Like where you're killing cats. <laughs> yeah. It'd probably be a decent job, you know? Yeah. I finally found someone. She was this very sweet, like, hippie-ish kind of, like, you know, late 40s, early 50s kind of lady. But she had a gun. She totally, she just <laughs> popped, popped my cat right in the head. They're like, open or close casket. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want him. I don't want it. I don't want his mother to recognize him. <laughs> no, I told her to make it look like an accident. But. <laughs> uh, when I was... When I was younger, uh, I was uh, <laughs> I worked at a summer camp, and uh, there was this big road like that went right through the middle of it, and it was kind of dangerous. And like sometimes animals would get hit, like <laughs> like the camp animals would. And uh, there was this uh, woman who was a friend of mine. Her cat got hit right in front of her house, and oh. then she brought it in, and it was just like. I mean, it was obviously dying in the process of dying, but it wasn't dead yet. And its eye was detached and just oh. dangling. Oh and and I walked up on this gruesome scene. And the cat is just like, I mean, it's still somehow standing, but it's just like making this terrible sounds. Like, it's just, I mean, it looks like uh, you're amazed that it's still standing, right? Like mm. I was. Like half of its face is missing. <laughs> and it's just like going, meh, meh, and like, She's just like, oh, my God, this cat is like, she's like, you have to put it out of its misery. She, I was like, what? She's like, I can't do it. But, like, he's just suffering. There's no way that we're going to be able to save him. I don't know. She made this decision on the fly. She was like, you have to do it. And then she, like, hands me this shovel. And she's like, just do it quick. Just do it. Just let you just strike it through. Beat it to death yeah, she went, and, and, and I had it in my hand. And I'm just like, I can't. I can't do it. I'm trying to hand it back to her. She's handing it back to me. She's no, 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 you have to. It's the right thing to do. Talks me up into it, and I get all my like, my like murder energy up, and I'm like, it has to be done. It has to be done. And I'm I'm like going to strike, and then as I'm about to strike, the cat just goes, 
<clears throat> and just falls over dead. Oh, wow. And I'm just like, oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. It's like a to, scene from a movie. I didn't have to do that. And, well, yeah, it was gnarly. One time when my, my buddy Donnie's... <laughs> Chekhov's cat. We See, I, think a hammer, <laughs> I think a hammer would work better than a shovel. Uh, gosh, doggone it. I was thinking, like, what the smallest tool you could use to kill a cat. No, here's what I'm thinking, though. Like, I think a hammer, you're going to... wrong. Where the weight is distributed... I think you could br- oh, break on. the skull very easily. Whereas when you're hitting it with the shovel, the, the weight of the shovel is. I wasn't going to hit it flat. I was going to take. You're going to chop off. its head off. Oh my god! You're going to decapitate a cat. Close casket. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, I mean, close <laughs> cat. I'm sorry, Cody. I just stepped on your tail. I'm sorry. <laughs> How about close cat skit? Uh, there we go. I give yourself a boo. <laughs> I will not give myself a boo for that one. I think that uh, deserves applause. Oh no, he can't. He can't. You, you. Uh, ooh, they're doing it longer than I thought they were. You've would. degraded the integrity of the board, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey guys, stop! Please cut it off. All right, I, <laughs> the power's gone that to was his too head. Too much. That was Use a lot. Power. They were they were digging it. Wow. Uh, one of my friend, my friend Donnie, his dog died, and we were all. Had just got done smoking pot. Everyone was like super high. Wait, the and dog died, and then you were smoking pot. We were all smoking pot, and then like his mom came out and was like, "The dog's dead." Uh, and then it was like him. His whole family's crying. I'm just sitting there. It's just like <laughs> he's crying. His mom's crying. His sister's crying. Uh, I'm just high, and I'm just like, "This is a bummer. This is bu- like, bummer city." You're like, anyone and then, else want Taco Bell? <laughs> and then, and then he comes out, and he he's like, you know, crying, and I'm just like. Thinking like, okay, like how do we, how do we get past it? Like, how do we get past this? But how do we, like what needs to happen so like we're not in this part of it anymore? And I was right. like, hey, well, your dog would probably say rough, rough pass. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, do you want me to? Would you like me to dispose of the body for you? And he was just like, I was like, yeah. And he like, I I don't remember, I don't remember it being in a box or anything, but he just gave it to me. And then I remember I was like, okay. And then I was just like, I got in my car and I was like, what the hell am I going to do with this dog? It was a small dog. Mm-hmm. But I was like, uh, I was like, what the hell am I going to do with this dog? And I remember I just drove to a Burger King and chucked it into <laughs> a dumpster. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> then, did you then, pretend you buried it? No. I came back and he asked me what I did. I was like, oh, I chucked it in the dumpster. And he was like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's dead. I mean. It's dead, yeah. Like, no, I took it to the uh, the little doggy funeral home, and they put him in a nice casket. And... Which I don't know. Like, when I was a kid, like, my grandma's yard has, I mean, there's probably 20 dead animals buried in that right, backyard. Yeah. Like, generations of animals right. uh, pet cemeteried back there. But, like, yeah, now you're not supposed to do that. No, you That's don't the... put dead animals in Burger King trash cans, <laughs> but it has to be illegal. Well, I'm at, I'm at the backyard. You're not supposed to bury pets in the backyard. Oh, you can do that. I don't think you're supposed to. I think you're quoting a lot of laws. You're like, you can have a boner in public. What are you stopping? I read up on the laws before we got here because I knew you were going to pull this. I I knew you were going to pull this. How did you know those laws specifically? You looked up every law? I took animal mortuary laws. Um, one, you did pick the best uh, drive-through. Uh, have it your way is their slogan. Yeah. <laughs> just do you know what my way is? Tossing a canine in this dumpster. Yeah. How about that, buddy? This is what I'd like to do. <laughs> but um, yeah, you're, you're. I don't know if you could kill a cat uh, in front of children. That's that's another rule. There was no kids at the camp. Not for free. When that happened, no. Not for free. No, you have to buy a ticket. You have to, see to pay that. to see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> when my sorry, Colin. No, I was. I mean, it, if it was my animal, there's no way. 
Like, there's no way I'd be able to chuck Cody in a dumpster. That's like at least a two person job. <laughs> you had no, you had no relationship at all with this yeah, dog. You didn't no. give a Hook shit. Shot. I, have a, shot. I have a real story about my dog getting hit by a car. I was probably around like ten years old, and my dog Samantha was running out. It was a, a shepherd. It was running out on the road, and it got hit. Now these cars are going fast. We're talking yeah. fifty Ooh. miles per hour, maybe slowed down. Yeah, but you you heard it. You heard and then you heard the smack. Right. Mm. At the same time, so right. it's kind of like a weird uh, harmonization. Do you want to try to do it? Car and dog. Want, I'll be the, the you want to be, be the, the dog, dog and I'll be the car, or other way around. I'll be the I'll be the car. You'll be the car. I'll be the dog. You can be the okay. dog. And then who's going to be the sound of the collision? That'll be uh, the I can do that on the count of three. Yeah, one, two, three. <laughs> I didn't realize I wasn't the car. <laughs> There's a separate sound of the collision. The collision. I, I mean, hey, it, it was more beautiful than you thought. Yeah. So this dog gets hit by the car, yeah. and I'm like, I'm praying. This is this is a true story. I start praying. I'm like, this is so sad. Like, like this can't be the end of this dog's life. My dad's going to scoop it off off the side of the road. <laughs> takes the shovel, picks it up, and throws it into the yard. Oh my god! When it he threw the yard, it just started running around the circles. It came back alive. And it just like had a concussion, was running around in circles what? nonstop, and it and it lived longer, um, and that was like the, longer that day or like longer for years. Um, I'm gonna go months. Oh. I remember <laughs> a year after. He that. wasn't. It wasn't right after that though. I, I mean, he was he was alive, <laughs> hurt, concussion, concussed, internal bleeding. So yeah, that's uh, wow. So that dog did go to heaven and come back. My uh, my aunt used to be a, a wildlife rehabilitator. She was basically like a veterinarian, but she never went to college. Uh-huh. It's I mean, she would do like surgery and stuff. Um, and then she would do, but like there's less stuff you have to do to be a wildlife rehabilitator. Uh-huh. So she got that certificate or whatever, and she would do that out of her house. So like you go over to her house and there'd be like a, there was like a three-legged deer and there was like a like a fucking woodchuck that lived in the fireplace and there was like a an uh, um like a red-tailed hawk in the garage all these crazy different animals all addicts right. they all were meth heads <laughs> but so whenever somebody got animal got hit or something people would always take it to my grandma or to my aunt so like every dog that I had growing up was a rescue from somewhere. Like it was like miss like we had a dog that was missing an eye or right. somebody was missing a tail or a leg or so like all of our animals were like were like bootleg. <laughs> bootleg animals. We had a cat named Maggie because it didn't, she didn't have a tail because when she came into the vet, her tail was infested with maggots. Mm. Oh my God. So they just called her Maggie. Yeah, that. Sorry, that brought some bad pictures up for me. It really did, because I've seen that before. I've seen a maggot eat a cat's tail off. Yeah, really? not one. It was one. Ma- it just it one had friends. It was. It had other friends. But there was one it. particular maggot that was doing most of the eating. Yeah, there's one fat maggot. Really fat maggot. There's one maggot that was like, I have a particular set of skills. It's <laughs> <laughs> eating this whole tail by myself. Ones that make the nightmare for tails. <laughs> So, Peter, um, how's your 2023 going so far? New year. Who is? Let's see. How many days into 2023 are we? About the first weekend, right? We are on the ninth. Mm. We are actually into the second week. Second week. Second. uh, I'm in full New Year's panic already. 
it's full years. The, the year's going by too fast for you already. Yeah, like a Christmas break. I was like, ah, it's Christmas break, and then we'll do everything next year. And now I'm like, it's the fucking ninth. We gotta go. <laughs> to get to be yeah. the ninth already. Stuff to do. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I quit my job, and that was good. Hey, today? My favorite thing. Uh, for last Friday was my last day. Okay. So yeah. what have you been doing all week? I did a lot of sleeping this weekend. Oh, I guess it's only Monday. Yeah, it's only Monday. Yeah. And I went for a walk. Uh, what are you going to be doing this week? What are you going to do with all I'm going to be time? working on my my full-time job right now is getting my house ready to sell. So if there's anyone listening who wants to buy a house, mm. let me know. How many bedrooms? Three bedrooms. How many bathrooms? Two bathrooms. Whoa, that's a that's a diamond in Irving, it's a nice, too. And it's a... Uh, hundred square feet. The basement foot. has the... Uh, yeah, 100 <laughs> square feet. Yeah, the, the two bedrooms and bathrooms are the same room. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> how do you think about it? I know this is probably boring for everyone listening, but like, right. you know how much that the old house that we used to be in sold for? No. Or they're trying to sell it for? Oh, they haven't sold? They, no, they 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 read, fixed it up, and yeah. they're trying to sell it. One bathroom, three bedroom in Irvington for a quarter of a million dollars. Are you kidding me? No. Wow. Because mm-hmm. I would think the one bathroom would, would kill them. Yeah. I would. They already had like a... A jank hat. Like at one point, someone did install a toilet downstairs. Yes, there's, there's a so, my, secret my, toilet downstairs. My basement also has a a, a, a toilet, ba- a basement toilet. But it wasn't like I don't so know. Technically, kept I up have or three bathrooms. So if they would have, fi- I I would have dropped another whatever five grand and just like turned that into like another half bath down yeah, there. Yeah, why not? Yeah, because it wasn't like a there wasn't mold or anything down there. It wasn't mm. leaky or anything. No, it's fine. It just all you need is a sink and a toilet. It's did like you have the, it's, laundry facilities. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is kind of crazy to see how much it's going for, and like, and then the house that we have now, like, is like has more room. Yeah, and that's a quarter of a million. So maybe this house is going to be over a quarter of a million dollars. Let's just flip it right now. Yeah, do it. Hey, just keep flipping, <laughs> keep flipping houses. <laughs> well, stay ahead of the flip. If prices are like that, and then we, I mean, because this house is only ten thousand dollars, so you got. <laughs> So you got two hundred forty thousand yeah. dollars extra cash. There's yeah. a lot of asbestos in the walls. <laughs> yeah, my house is more like the what my house, what my real estate agent tells me my house can sell for is more than twice what I paid for it. So my house, it's just gone you know way up over the, the past couple of years. It went slowly the first couple of years, but of course with the pandemic and everything's just nuts. So that's it's like I, it may be the smartest financial move I've ever made in my life, and it was totally. You know, I, it was not planned in any way. Right. I was just going to live in the house. This has been house talk with yeah, you know, Peter Furnival. Well, sometimes, the, yeah. <laughs> sometimes the smartest moves financially, they are not planned. Mark Zuckerberg, right. for example. Yeah. I don't think he planned His to parents steal that. Didn't even, uh, <laughs> they didn't even mean to have a kid. They, <laughs> yeah, he was a big was accident. accident. <laughs> and look how he's uh, ruining our lives. Someone that's not even supposed to be there. That that's motherfucker, meta. too. Do you see how, like, a couple years ago, he bought an, his own private like island it, or something like that? <laughs> we'll give it another boo. Oh, gosh. They're just screaming for me today. <laughs> Guys, stop. That's dumb. I didn't even like it that much. Okay. <laughs> the power. Now, I'm not hearing the crowd in my ear, in my headphones. Is that Am I supposed to or not? Uh, I don't think they like you that much. Okay. I'm just wondering, am I supposed to pretend that I hear him? Uh, I don't know. Is this I'm, theater of the mind or what? It's not theater of the mind. Okay. This isn't Halloween. Um, how long have you been doing stand-up comedy for, Peter? Oh, man, too goddamn long. When too did, long. When did you start? My whole life. Well, okay, so the problem is I've, I'm, I'm never consistent. Mm. 
I think I first did it like an actual getting up, getting up on stage at a comedy club was 2007 would have been right after my heart attack. And, uh, and I did it pretty like at that time, there were very few open mics in the, in the city as far as I knew. So it was crackers was the one I knew. And that's the one I went to. And at that time, uh, they were real dicks at Crackers. They, you know how headliners, they don't want headliners to be at other clubs? They, yeah. were, they treated open micers that way. Yeah. <laughs> they would get shitty with open micers if you went to another open mic. Yeah. Which is stupid. But uh, anyway, I probably shouldn't have name-checked Crackers when I said that. Or Ruthann. <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, yeah. So, but I, I did it for a while. And then, I don't know, I, I, I stopped doing it for a while. And then I started again, stopped again. So let me get this straight. You yeah. had a heart attack, yeah. and then right after your heart attack, you got on stage. I immediately jumped on stage. Was yeah. that your first midlife crisis? <laughs> yeah, it came early. I was 34. <laughs> uh, I think I probably had my first midlife crisis when I was like, I don't know, eight, something like that. <laughs> when you were eight? Yeah, I was a little kid. I remember, I was a very, I was a depressed kid. Um, yeah. <laughs> you really want to go into it? I, well, okay, so that. heart attacks were in my family. My dad had had a heart attack when I was four, and it's only been like many, many, many years later after the man is gone uh, that I've started to realize how much that affects a kid. Mm, yeah, to have a parent be, you know, on the almost die. Um, so I've talked to other people who've who've not necessarily had, you know, obviously people lose their parents. There's that, but have a parent be very sick or something like that when they're kids. And yeah. it's just like, it if really does affect you a lot more than you think. Sure. So when he finally died, it was like this weird feeling of, uh, obviously sadness, but also a weird feeling of relief because the worst thing yeah. I could imagine mm -hmm. finally happened. Yeah. You know, cause I've been waiting for that phone call or whatever since I was four years old, mm. you know? So, and I didn't realize how much I was hunkering down. The We're getting very dark and deep, but it was it was my own heart attack that made me finally. Uh, I'd been I'd been wanting to do stand up since I was a kid. It was like one of the first things, first like things I saw that I was like, that actually looks like because I never thought a job looked fun. Yeah, but I was like, that they actually don't. looks like <laughs> a fun way to make your living. But uh, I always thought as a kid because I would just see like uh, George Carlin specials on HBO and stuff like that, or uh, the Bill Cosby himself. Um, and that was the stuff that I loved. And so I always just thought you have to have that much material. You have to have at least an hour yeah. before you can do comedy. So I would always, and I would just like think about, man, that's a lot to write to have a whole hour or something like that. Um, it was much later that I realized, no, they, they do it in little bits and pieces and they, they build it over time. That's so funny that you say that. Cause like when I was a kid, I remember, like, back when Comedy Central used to show stand-up comedy, like, a lot yeah. of it. Like, they would just show clips It was, of, like, all they had at one point. Yeah, they, they would just run clips of kind of, like, low-level, you know, like... And a lot of it was terrible. Yeah. yeah. But they, it was just always on, though. Yeah. And I remember just watching, and I, I, I loved the idea of stand-up, but, like, I never... To me, it might as well have been anything else on TV. It must have been, like, oh, like, you can't just go and be, like, a lion tamer. Or you can't just go <laughs> right. and be, like, a... You know, it was just, like... I wouldn't even know. It was, like, there was... It is such a foreign concept of like yeah. I don't know. You go to Hollywood and you're really funny and exactly. they, you know like yeah. Where's the, the line? What line do I get in to do this? The because idea I have that no idea could, where it is. The idea that you could start in Indianapolis. Yeah, a, a, a path to being a. I didn't realize that till I was in my late thirties. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Comedy clubs here. Yeah. 
Well, even the, even with the comedy clubs here, I didn't realize that you went in there with like an application right. and were like, "Hey, I'd like to be a comedian." Right, because everyone look. Uh, you don't know about th- that. There's actually a local scene because mm-hmm. you know you know you go to a comedy club usually because you know who's going to be there and yeah. they're touring. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I had no idea there was a local comedy scene until I started. <laughs> so you have a, so you it. have a heart attack. I had a heart attack. And that's like the first thing I did. All right, so in the hospital, I was I. That's when I was like, man, life is short. And this thing that I've been putting off uh, for a long time, because I was afraid. I'd always been like a performer. I would do like plays and stuff like that. I did speech team in high school and stuff like that. But there's something different about putting stuff you wrote and especially funny. Yeah, it's all, it's it's all you. You never really know if it's funny until you get in front of people. Yeah. And it's... Uh, yeah, so that's a very, I don't know, it, I just put it off and put it off and put it off. And then one day I almost died. And I was like, this is something I better not put off anymore. So I was writing jokes in the hospital uh, to perform, you know, once I finally did nice. get back. And, uh, and I had my, my heart attack happened in Ukraine, uh, in Kiev. I was visiting my now ex-wife, but she was my fiance at the time. And she was in the Peace Corps. And I don't know, it's a long story that you don't want to take over your whole podcast. But that was like, so I'm in this Ukrainian hospital and I'm, I have a, you know, a notebook and a pen. And I'm just writing down anything that I think is funny about the experience there. Most of it never made it to the stage, but some of it did. I should tell you, that does not stand with Ukraine. There's What's that? You don't stand with he Ukraine? He doesn't stand with You're Ukraine. You're a Putin guy? I, I said. You said. <laughs> <laughs> they're, I don't know. Having met Ukrainians, they're, they can be very, once they know you. Yeah. They're very loving and laid back people. But there's a lot of, I, I think Europe is a lot that way. At least maybe not uh, well, they lived Italy under, or they Spain. They lived under like, like Ukraine lived through a lot of bullshit, yeah. right? Eastern Europe, yeah. All of Eastern Europe lived under Soviet shit for, yeah. you know, but it was half like a century. Yeah. Every 20 years there was a new fucking <laughs> I mean, shit the, king at right. the top. The, I, I mean, the, the history of Ukraine is really messed up. There was, I mean... Right, let's not get off on the history of no, Ukraine. No, no, no. Let's, let's, you know, let's go back to your comedy journey. When <laughs> Russia, when Stalin tried to starve them out, they mm. tried to, to yeah. actually cause a famine, did cause a famine in Ukraine. And you, know, and you this was what inspired you telling jokes. You're like, this country's hilarious. Yeah, it is so such a sad place. <laughs> it is the saddest place on earth. But they're also really nice people if you know them. If you don't know them, they don't give a shit about you. But once you know them, they'll they'll do anything for you. I like the idea of you having a heart attack in Ukraine, like and they're like Thank struggling, you. and they're oh. just like, oh, like like there's a famine going on, and we have to take care of this American. Well, there wasn't a famine then. The famine oh. was in the 1930s, and you were not alive. I was not. This is long before I was born or right. had a heart attack or a heart to be attacked. I should have listened a little bit more to the history. What's that? I, I should have listened more to the history. It's all right. Sorry, you, it's not a history podcast. Did you kill the first time you went on stage? Did I did okay. Did I didn't right. kill. Yeah. Uh, I did okay. I got laughs. Yeah. And it felt great. Like, I was so nervous. I was so nervous right until I stepped on stage. And as soon as I talked to the microphone, and I sat down, even you know, I, I sit on the stool. I sat down on the stool the very first time I did it, too. It just felt natural to me to sit yeah. down on the stool and talk. Well, you were tired. You just had a heart I attack. I was so tired. <laughs> yeah, I had an excuse. Yeah. I don't know. It just felt like, oh, this is what I should be doing. And the third time you went up there, you got passed. So it was a triple <laughs> bypass. Uh, hey, let's take a quick break. Oh, my gosh. We'll be right back. <laughs> I love it. Boy, Thad figures out the board. <laughs> 
Hey, Brad Riggler. Hello. You're on the Drunk Dial Podcast. Oh, good evening. <laughs> How are you doing today, sir? I'm not bad, man. Just hanging out. Um, man, I can't lie. I can't. I can't lie to our audience. I can. Brad's in studio. With I us. am. Brad <laughs> I was is trying. I even, I even did the whole studio. I know. <laughs> like I picked up. Like, hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you got me spend ten minutes on the ringtone <laughs> <laughs> just to break kayfabe. <laughs> that was a quick. Yeah, we didn't. He couldn't lie for more than a second. He goes, hey, and I'm lying. Oh man. Oh. <laughs> I think I downloaded a virus just to get that ringtone. <laughs> How many people just logged off because they're like, I can't believe a goddamn thing these people are saying. They're just all bullshit. To, just to make up for it, just just throughout the podcast just drop a ring in the middle of <laughs> i gotta take this call interrupt people. It's like, like, excuse me put your back uh no this it's it's boys town in here tonight yeah. uh yeah. yeah it's 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 actually nice to see face i mean the part of this podcast was because we started during quarantine yeah. and so we would just call comics and just be like checking on people like how you doing yeah i remember it was good one of the first people we talked to was uh zane zady who was just he hadn't talked to anybody in seven days i remember <laughs> and when we talked to him it was like he forgot how to be human at first <laughs> and we were just like how are you doing you know and he was he was such at a loss to make conversation <laughs> that he was just walking around opening up cabinets and reading st- like the ingredients on things to us. Yeah. <laughs> and we were just like, buddy, you're not all right. No, this is not, it's it's not, not good. good. This, did he know he was going to be on a podcast or was this truly no, drunk? No, no, we no, really no. were okay. just cold calling okay. comics okay. and being like, cold oh, calling comics. I don't yeah. like that. Instead of cold cocking comics. Yeah, and, and, I like that a lot and better. The, and yeah. the best part is we knew everybody was home. So <laughs> like, you can't dodge me. What are you doing, Jim Gaffigan? Or you're calling them on their landlines? Why does it matter if they're home? Yeah, well, <laughs> we're getting, I mean, but like, you're not doing anything. Not doing you know, what are you doing? Thing. Nobody's doing a damn you're, thing. You're watching Netflix. You're no. baking a souffle. Well, let's be honest. I mean, that's what most comics are doing. I mean, there's no lockdown. They're just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> doing you're watching Netflix. I hate, yeah, I'll call somebody and then I'll be like, Five days later, when they get back to me, I'm like, "What the hell are you doing? Nothing. <laughs> I just, just didn't check my messages. You were doing nothing. <laughs> or you see that it's been seen. Something yeah. like Instagram always lets me know. Like, oh, somebody saw it. <laughs> they looked at it. And they just said, no. Nope. It was not worth yep. replying to. And they're just processing whether they. They're, they're, you know what? I'm going to think about when we reply. It's like you're just going to forget. Yeah. And always have that like preset thing. Hey, sorry it took me so long to respond. Because I know it. Like when I do it, I know I'm not going to respond for several days. Yeah. So I know my apology is going to have to be in there right at the beginning. I usually spend most of my time on the apology. Yeah. Rather than whatever it is I want to respond. It's totally ruined. It's just like I was just asking how you're doing. I could have just responded right away. I didn't. I'm an asshole. I get a lot of people like if somebody tries to like hammer me down about a date of something, Mm -hmm. and I'm at work, and like I still use like an analog calendar. Right. So if I don't have my calendar with me, I don't know. And people you still use an analog calendar? I I love it. I swear. Is it the writing down that you like? It's it's um, conceptualizing something as a week and a month. Okay. So like if I. Once I commit it to the calendar, then I can see the calendar in my like, mind's eye. Right. But if I'm on a phone, it's just like, it doesn't give me any warning that something's coming up. Like, I like to look at my week in advance and right. know, like, I'm doing this, this, and this. Right. Uh, I feel like on the, anal- on, on the phone, it's just like, you just get reminders day of. I'm like, yeah. that doesn't help me. This doesn't set me up for success. That's true. And um, I like to be able to flip forward, like, you know, months and be like, okay, six months from now, I'm doing this. I don't know. It just always helped me be more organized. I, if you can be organized with your cell phone, more power to you. I just, Some people can. I'm I can't. Old, I'm I old can't. school. I can't, man. I have, I have it, it, like two alarms. It'll be like two days before and two hours before. 
Mm. <laughs> like I, I need to know days before it needs to like, and it needs to be like in a wake up alarm where it's just playing Stone Cold Crazy by Metallica <laughs> to like snooze it. What's mm. your What's your day job again? Well, my wife would call it unemployed. <laughs> mm. I describe it as writing. No, I'm a, I'm in a real estate. I buy uh, distressed properties. Mm, okay, you know. And what qualifies as a distressed property? Uh, yeah, or you, abused as children? Or like, yes, <laughs> if, if that helps. Yeah. That helps. Like, so it's really depressing. So, like, if you just got a divorce or you just got it in a... Somebody's about to die, you got to get rid of it in a hurry. Like, mm. the only reason I would buy it is if, like, you're giving it away and I'm, like, telling you the whole time right. you're giving me this property. And then they do. And so, like, if there's so, no emotional <laughs> attachment to it whatsoever. Right. Zero. So you're... Pr- you're you're preying on people's hardships. I don't, I don't call... I, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. Isn't that what all capitalism this is? is like, I just, much, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's very pure. <laughs> There's no lying to it. Yeah. You know, and it, but it's at the same time. It's just buying. Like, I today I had to, uh, I just got done replacing a sewage grinder. And um, if you, you know, I used to think like, why wow, wish you did something <laughs> tradesman-like. Why well, didn't become a plumber? Well, that was dumb as shit. Because I'm going to tell you something. I was covered in <gasps> sewage. Of somebody I don't know, like, and God knows they got rid of the property. And it'll just change your whole idea about diet and all of that. Like, like did you have to eat that? You right. know? Oh. I mean, like, God, it oh, just sprayed no. everywhere. Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, like, I've definitely got Ebola or cola or whatever the <laughs> hell it is. It's bad. So I was like, well, you know, I, I took a shower before I came over here because I knew it's Thad's new place. Well, I'm thank you. It up. Then you came and you drank an old beer. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. sitting right here. So. Yeah, so I've got, I'm you're, dead. You're, you're, whipping up all, you're whipping up new variants. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. I'm like building up. We used to build up immunity. This is why. <laughs> Brad Riggler, walking wet market. <laughs> <laughs> what sucks is you, you got to do the plumbing for yourself, so you don't even get paid like a pump. Like they get paid pretty well. They get, get paid great to get sewage sprayed all over. Well, you they don't. They don't get sewage. They, they can do that shit and not get it. Like they, well, I, yeah, I don't right. know how they, do, they it right. do it. Right? Yeah. Like I've got, I've got shit everywhere in that house. <laughs> like it's just every. I mean, that place will smell like shit for the rest of the time. I just can't get it done. Yeah. It's a shit everywhere. It's a distressed house. It is a distressed. <laughs> it was, it's a lot. It's, it's caused me quite a bit of distress. I'll tell you that. Uh, I wanted to ask you about all of this uh, acting that you've been doing. Yes. You've seen a lot, you've seen you've Theater, a lot, a lot of acting. You have a you have a good you have a good. Uh, you're photogenic. You're a photogenic. Uh, you guy. know, I, I'm so glad I came over. Here. <laughs> this is this is why I do it. Yes, I do like the I do I do like the uh, I'm a bit you know but th- that is something that Thaddeus and I have in common. He too is a thesbian. Thaddeus is a thesbian. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say I was photogenic. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is not a bad podcast. It's almost a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> not a it's not a lying podcast. He too can act. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, he's always playing Quasimodo up there in that bill. Yeah. More like a hot Quasimodo. <laughs> kind of like a cosmic gumbo. <laughs> what if we did pitch a hot Quasimodo? We'll table that for another time. Oh, really? I, I guarantee you we could probably think of somebody who would play it. And like an ugly Esmeralda, like the chick is the one who's hideous or what? Ooh, I like this. That's that's the spin that they do on movies now. Like, right. you won't believe it. Now it's a chick. Right. <laughs> it's like, dude, that blew my mind. <laughs> so, what so, about instead of hunchback, a hunchpack yeah. of Notre Dame? He's got a yes. six pack. <laughs> I'm just saying, like he's carrying, like he has a big, 
stuff uh, in his way. Oh, oh, interesting. Oh, yeah, dude. Well, that's, yeah. The, porn, that's the porn parody. The, the, is like that, that a bully ball in your pants? <laughs> what, what it's what so if, big, and that's why he's hunched over, too. <laughs> that's right, dude. Yes. What, what if it's the You've six, been fucking doggy style. <laughs> what if it's the six-pack of Notre Dame, and it's just like, he's the only one that has a six-pack, and he's just, he's disgusted by it. He's like, I know, I know no woman probably could love me because of this. <laughs> that's, you know? right. that's right. And Esmeralda's like, no, I could look past <laughs> your deformity. <laughs> He's just over there ringing the bells. This is like one. Then Esmeralda's got a club foot, and he's like, you know what? That's too far from me. Oh, yeah. Is that what turns you off? Club foot? Club foot? We just found out a secret about you. I'm sure there's a a Reddit kink for that. Club. Are we still calling them clubs? I was about to say. I don't even know if there's a modern word for it. I'm sure. I thought thought club foot means you're just good at dancing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Club foot. Yeah, that's good. I like that. I just envision it because I've never seen a club. I just envision it like 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 a hoof. Yeah. I think it's like Ooh. they've got one hoof and one regular foot. Right. So uh, so what what have you been acting in? Well, they've recently been doing uh, Naptown Films does a uh, web series okay. every year, and they do a web series. And I was brought on last year was uh, starring Tyson Cox and uh, the lovely Tana McDonald, and uh, this and they had me on for one episode. And I played a character, and they really liked the job I did. And so they brought me back, and this is going to be like, I'm going to be in like six or seven episodes of this season. Oh, nice. Is it the same character? Uh, yeah, it was supposed to be the same character, but I've kind of put a, my own sp- I've put a different spin on it. I've given it more dimensions. Okay, cool. And so it's pretty, it is pretty cool. It's based on, um, it's kind of uh, art imitating life, uh, because there is a guy, this is a true story, I already heard it in Germany, uh, they got on the dark web, and he had this fetish. He wanted to eat a person. Oh, I remember the story. And yeah. he connected with a dude who wanted to be eaten. Perfect mm. match made in heaven. Yeah, and it was. And they got together. They got together, and for like four hours, they record recorded the conversation where the guy's like, "I want to do this," or, you know, blah blah blah. And he ended up. Uh, he was alive when he he, uh, he emasculated him and fried in a frying pan, and then he, he chopped went, off his dick. Yes. is what he's saying. <laughs> he did, he did. Cooked it up, and the guy he ate, ate it. it. Yeah, he ate it. Right he fed there. the penis to him. I don't know whether he fed it. Would be nice. You cut it up in little pieces, and it's like here. I don't know which one was the cook. It's very. It's a chef. Yeah, wouldn't it be awful <laughs> to make the guy cook his own penis? Well, I also because he's dead. Because then he died, and he ate the rest of him. And be like, well, dude, this is all going to shit because I don't know how to cook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm air fryer. If you're a cannibal. You better know how to cook because no one is going to cook for you and then he went up there and he killed himself and uh he killed he died in the bathtub and then he drained him out and then he did he did consume him he was sentenced to seven years in prison only because it was consensual and uh now the guy is a vegetarian (laughs) are you for real yes that's that's i mean last i checked i mean the guy obviously wow eating people he's had it all put you off meat he's like nah been there, done there's, that. There's nowhere to go from here. I've had the pinnacle, and it's illegal. It's, I've spent seven years in jail. It was the best thing I have ever eaten in my life. I might as well become a vegetarian. That's right. Now he's just like, oh, God. Flew too close to the sun. That's right. Don't meet your heroes. Don't Definitely don't eat them. Don't eat your heroes. Don't eat your heroes. Don't eat your heroes. And so this guy is like about this uh, mukbang. Apparently, there's a, you know, the guy starts off, and he's doing these uh, eating things where on on camera on right. YouTube and he keep and the audience keeps wanting him to up the game 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 and he's obsessed with getting uh, viewers and, and followers and all that shit and so eventually they prod him on to eventually he does attempt some cannibalism wow. and so it is just kind of like that and so it's it's a 
you know, and I felt like it was, it was really, it's been really intense, you know? And so like, if they got, they have like brains, they've taken jello and made this person's brain and I got to eat it. And then I've I had to eat somebody's fingers made of fondant. Okay. And, um, then I had to make, they made this woman's arm who I was eating, um, out of like, it was terrible. It, it was, it was, they, it was like a cake, but they also decided to use a uh, barbecue sauce. What? Okay. And so it was like, they didn't make it taste good, which really pissed me off. And yeah. I, but I had to like eat it. I'm like, it's delicious. It and, couldn't be uh, like a raspberry cream or something that could look like blood. Yeah, I, you Come know on. what, you know, I'm not in charge of the prop department, but <laughs> I, chocolate syrup. That's what Alfred Hitchcock used. This is why, this is why there's a union. <laughs> and <laughs> I have a very important question. How okay. much method acting do you do? <laughs> I have not, I am not, I am not consuming more human than inhuman. I, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, it doesn't get me at all. The idea of eating somebody doesn't really would get Would you me. do, would any of you, this is for anybody, but would you do ethical cannibalism? Like ethical cannibalism. So there was, there was a guy who had to have his foot amputated mm. and it was like his, yeah, his foot and he asked to save it mm. and then he brought it home and he, he's had a dinner party and he said, Hey, I'm going to eat this and invited his friends over right. and they cooked and made like tacos out of it. Now I will say mm. the biggest problem that I had with this, I don't think he was a very good cook. I don't uh, think it was prepared in the best way possible. His foot meet the best. Why meat? did they have to amputate it? That would be the first question, yeah. right? Like, there why was it like it was an accident? Wrong? It wasn't it was like ugly. a disease. It was an ugly <laughs> foot. Okay, good. I was about to say, yeah, it's oh. like that's the club foot. Yeah. So he's uh, you can make a club foot sandwich. Yeah, it is a club foot sandwich. There you go. <laughs> and if it's a foot long, that's perfect. Yes. Club foot long. No, it was weird. Like I don't know whether I would do that. Now I was told. I I heard people said the best part of human placenta. <laughs> there is who eats the placenta somebody a lot does, of people do that well, is a lot of people a lot of times the mother will eat it yeah, that she better be her because if yeah. it's one of the nurses <laughs> we got in the hospital tom cruise did <laughs> scientology too yeah right <laughs> hey, i don't know i don't know yeah, sandwich i heard they'll sue i don't want to mention them but the um no, but, I told yeah, but they'll be suing them. Yeah, that's you. true. <laughs> Take all I've got. I've had too much too long. Uh, we hear the drum tile love Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be the fat of your hand is the best mm. part. That's what I was told huh. was the best part to eat. That's the fish cheeks of the human. Huh? That's right. That's where you want to squeeze. You think our cheeks would be the cheeks of the human? That's just fat. That's just fat, supposedly. Mm. But um, yeah, that's what I was told is that's the best part to eat. But I, I don't know. I, I just never turned me on, never got me into that. But the this chick, she whole thing is this woman uh, in there, she wants to be consumed. And she, she's begging for me to eat her. And I'm only and I'm really broke and she's paying me money. And so I've got to constantly discuss, you know, so it's just the whole thing where I'm, I'm very unwilling participant in my, in the being the cannibal. So I'm like the reluctant cannibal and, yeah, I'm, having, you know, and I'm not having fun. That's the whole down every finger. Now, where, where did the, do they just put all this up online or like, is this streaming somewhere? Or like, yeah. Where Naptown Films from? does it on, they have a YouTube channel. Okay. And um, we, I can send you over the link if you guys have anything like that. But yeah, they for last season, and um, you know this new one will have a link as well. And this is one thing I was going to pitch him because I really love it. I love it. But what they do is you remember Portlandia? Mm-hmm. Yeah, love Portlandia, yeah, right? Yeah. But that's the whole thing. I think their concept is is they'll have like several storylines going, mm. and so they'll have it like you know, and then so then one episode one week will be this storyline, and the next episode will be that storyline. And my concern is, and this is just me thinking out loud, they'll probably fire me because of it. but my concern is is that with a web series i feel like you know if it's so hard to keep up with like a three five minute episode 
And then it's like, okay, now I'm watching. I'm invested in this storyline. Yeah. And then the next week, another storyline comes yeah. out. And then I got to wait for your storyline to pick back up in two or three weeks. It's like, I feel like it'd be better to have one fluid storyline that comes out over the course of maybe a couple weeks. Mm. And then that way people can, you know, watch it all in one and see this beginning to end. And and this is just my way of getting around having to watch anybody else's shit. I just yeah. want to see <laughs> yeah, all Brad Brinkley. Just all want to time. see the Brad show. Uh, no, that that makes sense. But like, also, there's a thing too. Like, once everything is out, then it's more bingeable that way. Where yes, like I agree. Can, because like, yeah. certain shows change if you watch them. Like, like I mean, I remember watching, waiting, having to wait for like The Sopranos. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't watch The Sopranos. Up until like a certain season, so right. I, I binged through it, and then I remember when I had to catch up, and I was like, "Oh god, this is taking so <laughs> long." <laughs> I saw Lost. That's how I fall. Well, you remember the movie, the show Lost? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I watched Lost after it was pretty much done. Yeah. And like, I don't know how anybody sat through all of that shit week to week. Like, I don't know how you miss on the stuff. commercials, much less a week. <laughs> That's there, crazy. I mean, it was like 2003. I mean, yeah. it was like it just a, you had no other choice. <laughs> That's right. It didn't even get early that this shit could happen. Your best case scenario was the TiVo, so you can just skip through it. But like, I, I remember I watching. I would, man, that show had so much. Uh, there's like. Same thing with like Walking Dead. There was all these shows that started off like Lost was so hot when yeah. it started off. And then it just went kind of goofy at the end. Yeah. Walking Dead. The first, like, two seasons of Walking Dead are amazing. And then... I've never seen The Walking Dead. Oh, my God. Is it really good? The fir- I would highly suggest watching the first... like you'll, Three seasons. You will tap out of it at some point, and that's yeah. kind of up to you. Because it's, like, own. 11 seasons now, right? Well, like, the whole thing so is also, like, it's... Like, the, so the premise has always been, like, what happens at the end of a zombie movie? Right. And so it's, like, The Walking Dead is, like, a double entendre for them. And, like, like they are The Walking Dead because okay. they have to keep going dealing going, with yeah. stuff. But, like, like I, I mean, I watched a clip from, like, season two. And I was like, oh, I forgot how good this show was. <laughs> and then it's just, like, I don't know, you know. <clears throat> After a while, that's how long can you keep it going? Well, they right. keep adding new characters, right. and then they get eaten, and they add new characters, and it's like so you're not you don't even have like there's only like three of the original characters or two of the original characters still on the really by the eleventh season. Yeah, everyone gets eaten. That's why I guess that's why Breaking Bad was good because they kind of had like a hard stop. It's like you know what, this is not you know we've got to have a hard stop to yeah. this shit. Have good you, all the way through. Have you ever read the comics for uh, Walking Dead? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I so I worked for this like youth facility, and it was like supposed to you know. Help youth out, and I like it was like a Christian like program, <laughs> and I didn't know how dirty the Walking Dead oh, comics oh, were, yeah. <laughs> and so like you're just like a counselor. I'm like, oh, this Christmas I'm gonna get this kid a Walking Dead. He really likes Walking Dead, so I got him a comic, and like he's like, oh, Mr. McKee's cool. Like he goes to his room, he's telling all the kids how cool I am. I'm like, man, he really likes <laughs> it. <laughs> and then like and like I see the kids like all looking around this magazine. Like, man, everybody's getting. It. Maybe I need to get more magazines for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and like I look at the page that they're looking at, and um, the line is, "I'm going to cut off your dead head and make uh, you suck my dick." <laughs> it was like, "Oh, this guy's raping people <laughs> with a chainsaw." Yeah, the like type are, of way. Even uh, Mr. McKee is cool as shit. Yeah, I was like, "Hey, <laughs> I'm like, I will get fired if, <laughs> if you keep this with cause." <laughs> so, uh, so that's going on the website. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we're gonna. Yeah. Be- the guy who wrote it, uh, Kirkman, he said that his idea for it was like basically the never-ending zombie movie. What? Yeah. Which, but it turns out, I prefer zombie movies that end. Yeah. Yeah. You got exactly <laughs> some it's resolution. Got to end sometime because they all turn. Spoiler alert! They all turn to zombies in the end. Yeah. You haven't seen anything. Nah. I don't want to. Spoiler! They all turn into zombies. 
Yeah. So if you die, you become a zombie. So there's no way to get rid yeah. of it. Unless there is. Maybe Unless there's, there's some, a cure somewhere. But I, I think I'm like two seasons behind. Uh, what other shows sucked? No. <laughs> yeah, what other show you don't watch this show? <laughs> no, I mean, that was... Oh man, Lost was so good at the beginning. Like, I, I even had a... Uh, <laughs> A picture of me in culinary school. We had porthole doors on the kitchen, and there's a picture of me in like chef coat, and I go, "This is not Penny's boat on my hand," and I'm like <laughs> up on the porthole, right on because of the um yeah this is because that's from Lost yeah. where he's drowning right uh-huh. the guy who from uh, Lord of the Rings yeah uh, I loved it Charlie and I even love sci-fi and stuff but it's just like man you can't switch a show like like in the like the fourth quarter and be like uh, time travel like yeah. what <laughs> well it was also bullshit the way that they were like because uh, at the after the first season people online were all saying oh they're in purgatory they're in purgatory they're in purgatory yeah. and they're like no we are not in purgatory <laughs> and then at the end they're going yeah hey, i guess we're kind yeah, of purgatory, sort of purgatory. <laughs> the audience is right you know Remember when the seasons just like ended like normally? Like every episode was like a different meaning, a different plot point. Yeah. Like uh, Aaron Spelling, he was the he was the key key of it. Like he Boy Meets World, everything nothing like followed each other. Now you have to follow. It's stupid. Yeah, you got it's stupid. <laughs> you, I hate you, it. You want self contained self contained episodes? Is what you want. Yeah. So you don't have to watch them all. Yeah, that was well. That was, that was in the days where people couldn't necessarily be sure that they would be able to watch them all. Yeah, yeah. write a good show without a cliffhanger. Right. Dude, think about think about uh like I, I'm amazed that anyone ever watched and enjoyed Arrested Development when it was on TV. Right. Because that whole thing was yeah. meant to be. It's all callbacks yeah. and stuff. And talk about a show that you have to wait week to week. Yeah. And then remember, like, this was funny two months ago. Remember, like, <laughs> remember this? Yeah, I discovered it while it was still being, like, in its first season while it was being broadcast. And I had no clue what was going on. But I loved it anyway. But yeah. yeah that's why I bought the DVDs when they came out. And then when I would try to introduce other people to it, because... I don't know. It was somehow it was underground still at that time. Yeah. So I was told. I told everybody, look, it's weird. You're not going to get it. Like the first episode makes no sense on its own. Really, watch the first four episodes. If if you that you'll by that point you will see how they they do their thing, and then you'll you'll either be hooked or you'll hate it. Right. You're yeah. never going to get hooked if you don't like it by the fourth episode. Right. So just only watch the first four episodes and then decide from there. You know what? One episode, one show like an HBO show that I thought that didn't catch on. Pushing uh, daisies. Rome. Mm. I loved Rome. Two seasons. Oh, Rome. Two seasons yeah. and in and out. It yeah. was fantastic. It was so yeah. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. Rome and Deadwood are the two like shows that got cut short in their prime. They were right. about, about the same time, and I love them both. I usually rewatch both of them like one time a year. And I think the only reason they didn't keep them going is because it's basically a lot of the people in Rome were like um, ended up being in uh, Game of Thrones. Mm. And so like at least a, a bunch of them were. Well, Game of Thrones was like five or so years later after Roman. Yeah, it was. But there was so the bottom line is it was such an expensive yeah. uh, shoot, and, and so they just couldn't keep it going. Yeah. What did you like better, Rome or Game of Thrones? Uh, I like you know I got to tell you I like Game of Thrones probably the best, but but Rome Rome was pretty fantastic. I was a Game of Thrones fanatic. For I a think long they serve different needs, like because yeah. Rome. Rome trying to do the history thing. It was historic. Yeah. Whereas, well, I mean, and Game of Thrones takes history and then twists it into this whole other thing. Right. Like, you didn't, you didn't know, you weren't shocked when, like, Caesar died. Right. Because, like, <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah. What? Whoa, can you believe it? They We've killed been Caesar. For it, yeah. How did that happen? <laughs> Game of Thrones, I, I don't typically like the medieval genre mm-hmm. yeah. because it's always like, 
pat like like King Arthur's court and shit like that. Yeah. Because this is like it's to me it's always such a brutal time period to live in that it never gets its due justice. And Game of Thrones really exposed the brutality Very of good. it. It was like everything like, oh, this is terrible. Like everything's yeah, it's, it's an awful thing. But you know what I found fascinating about it, talking about science fiction, is that it is in a way a science fiction Move, uh, series because the truth of the matter is is that universe that world that it was on yeah so it had a weird you know we know what we know now about science uh <laughs> is that it had a weird the planet was on a weird elliptical orbit and so that reason was why it would have these long summers that would last years and years mm, and years yeah and then a winter that would last years and years and years so it was like this weird elliptical orbit and also another thing about that society was there was no um technology like there was no there was no technological advancements. It wasn't something that for that thousands was, of years, thousands of yeah. years, like the same shit That's was going on. It was like weird. boom, they're all dummies. Yeah, yeah, they were just like they were just like we're fine with the fucking way things are right yeah. now. We're fine with it. And Somebody so, built a cotton gin. It was immediately destroyed. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah exactly. <laughs> no. Burn him! Burn him! <laughs> my my thing is uh, when they when they started doing these like uh, reboot not reboots but prequels to like Game of Thrones oh, and yeah. Lord of the Rings. And, and they're trying to make it more diverse, so they add all these yeah. black people into it, which <laughs> begs the question: What happened? To what them? happened? To all them <laughs> black people? I see what you're doing here. It's like, yeah. it means thank you, but now you've created more problems. Something, like, something really dark happened. Yeah. <laughs> Are there a lot of Mexicans or Chinese people or any Asians? Well, see, the thing is, the original, and it made sense, but like in the original way, they had Westeros and Esteros, and Esteros was supposed to be more like Africa and the Middle least mm -hmm. and mm. so you would see typically yeah. more like people of color mm -hmm. that were over there and then the white the westeros was supposed to be like europe europe but they were just on the opposite sides of the map right, right. there was here. like two continents and yeah. it was just and technology didn't allow uh, a bunch and, of shit and when they would go over there you would see they would cast it yeah. appropriately but like yeah like um <laughs> that's why i was like laughing about the like there was like an elf there was like a biracial elf yeah, on uh on um did you see the Lord of the Rings? The Lord, Lord of the Rings I, I, I didn't watch the whole way through. I didn't, I, and that's I, how I know I know. And this is literally the litmus test. If he didn't watch it all the way through, I'm not going to watch even one episode. <laughs> I just I just noticed he had such a tight fade, and I was like, you tell me there's a black barber <laughs> shop like, like Mordor yeah, somewhere. Cool. Like, what's going on? It's cool. Who's fading him up? They could have given him dreadlocks or something. Like, yeah. no, he, he had a yeah, tight so fade. <laughs> made no sense. Hey, <laughs> got that button working right. Uh, do you have any aspirations to be in like uh, to to like like further your movie career and be up in a? Yeah, you know what the thing about it is is like everybody says, hey, if you want to be an actor, move to Indianapolis. That's <laughs> the pretty much the thing. It's just uh, like that's step yeah. one. It's so the gateway to fame. It is. <laughs> you know, like I just found it. It's it's some fun. I was an actor for years and years and years. That's how I actually started out in performing. And so I, I got the, uh, you know, if I got the opportunity to do it again, I definitely would do it again. But the opportunities aren't abundant here. And that's why I was excited about these guys because I have like Neptown Films. I'm like, it's cool. Yeah. If you want to start doing stuff like that's awesome. Maybe we can have like an independent film scene of some kind. I think that would be cool. And then I would do that kind of stuff all the time. But as far as like, you know, the people who are really. You know, people who move to like New York and Los Angeles, they're not kidding around and they're really doing it and they're starving to death to do it. So yeah. that's where it's happening. If you want to live, if you want to, if you want to go and do it for real, those are the places to do it. Well, it's, you could say the same about stand up in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, you have, we have a local comedy scene. It's very, it's, you know, whatever it is, because 
people leave. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I think things are kind of. I think there is there is maybe a shift because as more and more people, like the internet connects us all. Yeah. So very true. there's there's you you. Yeah, there is something about moving to a city like New York. New York is just all that many creative people in one place. Yeah. Great shit's going to happen. Yeah. But it's being diversified around the world. So I think just the same way as you have little local comedy scenes, you'll probably have uh, little local film scenes and stuff. They're probably already doing this yeah, everywhere. I, I hope And if so. that shit grows, yeah. you might start actually having some alternatives to the big Hollywood machine. Yeah, because look at how much people are making on YouTube. Look at how much like independent uh, media is becoming a thing, and it's for like, sure. This is actually this is what something like uh, that uh, Francis Ford Coppola Predicted. talked about like thirty, forty years ago. He right. was excited about like uh, camcorders because he's yeah. like, this is going to put the the tool the tools of filmmaking in the hands of regular people right the first one Blair Witch Project is a great example there you go yeah. um, and then look at Clerks that was what Kevin Smith launched him off yeah, to absolutely. I think the reason about those those big cities is the fact is the bookers from those cities they're basically out there and they're saying okay if I'm going to book so so these clubs you know are going to move to more chain based right. and so they're able to go in there and say okay I'm going to talk to the booker out here and the um, you know these guys who the agents and whatnot can just flush me through thirty quality comics coming from new york and whatnot and but yeah you can definitely do it any which way and uh you know i think it'd be awesome i really think it's great to support like people who are just going out and doing it yeah and they haven't felt you wasted your money on getting a film degree so i'm going to be helping (laughs) you to go ahead and do your film great i'm here let's do it of course as soon as they get a hit they'll probably move to to Uh, they'll fire me the next the next day they'll be like yeah yeah you can be a gopher hey we got brad pitt for our next movie so we're not gonna need you anymore we're not gonna need you brad Riggler, brad pitt you know whatever i mean the camcorders were huge for our industry look at kim kardashian (laughs) true self-made um one of the things that you're talking about, like, are, you know, the comedy scene getting better as we kind of close up. Um, it I'm is, sorry, wait a minute, question. Are you White Rabbit? I'm wearing a White Rabbit sweatshirt. Okay, good. Uh, there it is. I just like to know who everybody is. <laughs> My name is White Rabbit. <laughs> he, he, is, he is the White Rabbit. I'm, yeah, I, I run a show with White Rabbit. Storytelling show, yeah. Oh, you're the you're the uh, Night of the Authors. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. I'm uh, I'm not Night of the Authors. I've been on Evening with the Authors, but that's not me. I'm. Uh, have you two never met each other? We before? have. We've met, cl- yeah, I, we've been on a couple mics. We've been on a couple yeah. mics together. Yes. Yeah, I run a storytelling show. I was kind of like, doing it for the show, but we kind of uh, made okay. me out to be an asshole. I wasn't trying to. Okay, <laughs> I'm the asshole. There it is. Serve me right. We do true stories. We don't okay. do made up stories. Okay. Very yeah. cool. What's yeah. it called? It's called Rabbit Tales. Cool. You should okay. come do it sometime. I would love to do it. Yeah. See, this is called networking yeah. <laughs> that's how you get it done you know, can you drop a beat for me there yeah i was just going to compliment how well uh, brad's got in that comedy but i think we ran out of time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well that's all the time we have everybody unfortunately we don't have a time for not a one compliment uh, pf dubs where can people find you and follow you on social media oh my god uh pf underscore dubs on instagram it's pretty much the only place and there's nothing on there that will interest anybody but go there anyway all right brad Riggler. mother of god please go to at roast war champ on facebook at roast war champ also on instagram but the best place to go is facebook at roast war champ you'll learn more about the roast war championship the only roast battle show inside a steel cage oh hell yeah and i gotta say uh man one of the, the funnest live events i've ever been i been love to. you baby i love you baby so fun that is jay 
You can find me at roastwars.com as well. <laughs> uh, I guess there's a virus in my picture dancing around there. So hopefully I get that fixed. It is a lewd picture. <laughs> bigger, <laughs> bigger, better roast.com. Take my uh, face off. <laughs> um, at Dyke Michaels on all social media. Thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, we'll catch you next time. I think we're going to try to get back on a better schedule. I think schedule. we're off, off a week. But next time, Tenna will be back from the grave, hopefully. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye.